0: On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with my good friend Michael Lacosto and he is a former athletic um a strength and conditioning trainer for the Diamondbacks. And we go into some really deep level mind thinking about what is in between your brain and how can we perform at the highest level with your thoughts and focusing on there. And then then we do go into the body as well and how we can perform at our best. We talk about meditation. There's so much power in this episode, and I know that you are going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's dive in. But first, the intro welcome to let's grow together my name is nick monetatibus motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist and this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business let's dive in i am so pumped so excited this individual him and i met through a mutual friend and we went on a nice long run That I intentionally did not look at my watch and how long we were going for. But we had such an incredible conversation on this run. And, you know, once we had that conversation, I knew that I had to have you on my podcast and really just diving in to your insights. So, Michael, welcome to the show.
1: Yes. Nick, thank you so much for having me here.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited. So, real quick, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and who you serve.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I'm a high performance mindset and energy coach for athletes, but I also work with business executives and leaders as well. I started off in the world of strength and conditioning. So ever since I was 14, I wanted to uh, work with professional athletes in the weight room. And I had my own journey dealing with back injuries and ended up getting a job four years ago with the Arizona Diamondbacks five years ago now. But um as I was sit, I was standing in the weight room coaching athletes, I realized that this was actually my comfort zone. So I found I found the weight room at a young age because, well, first of all, it made me come alive. It was like it was like a kid walking into a candy store, and it, it ended up being my comfort zone. So here I am coaching athletes, baseball players specifically on how to elevate their game. And I realized I was coaching it from my comfort, me feeling adequate in the weight room. And I reflecting on my own experience, I realized that I was one of the hardest workers in the weight room. Yet the only time I didn't perform was when I was scared. When I had a coach in college that quite frankly, he, uh, he intimidated me. So upon reflection of my own journey the, the my own weaving i realized that these guys they don't need to necessarily lift heavier to be better at their sport and it made me go into the world of the mind and dove into that world and i realized wow holy crap this is actually where high performance starts and if you get it right everything else gets taken care of so i help athletes with the six inches between their ears but more importantly their energy because i know that when you get your energy right your thoughts correspond
0: love it amazing high performance starting in the mind so when you say energy how does one improve their energy
1: Mm, it's a loaded question brother (laughs) where do you want to start
0: (laughs) start <laughs> sort at of where you feel is the most important place to start.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I like the distinction of, uh, so I use this quote by Einstein. He says, the most important decision you can make is whether you live in a friendly or a hostile universe. So really what he's speaking to is we, we can either come from this world of fear or this world of love. So if, if, if underlying in our subconscious, so our subconscious mind is below our level of thinking. So if we, if we think of everything that has happened in our past, every experience, every heartbreak, every triumph, every, every meaning we created to anything in our world, that is our subconscious. Like our heart beats without us telling it to, blood moves into our muscles without us telling it to that is the subconscious so where i really start is with the idea like where is my client when they're coming to me what what are those beliefs that they can't necessarily see but are influencing how they show up so for me when i was in college and i came from this place of fear I would step into the box and it would quite literally, it looked like, holy crap, don't strike out. So now, if that is my mindset, I could practice as hard as I want. What's happening when I step into the box is my body is actually in a state of contraction. There's this underlying tension. And I don't if you're a human being and you've ever been nervous and you had to go do something you would realize that your performance was not as good as you would want it to be.
0: I love it. And it starts with that intention. You know, when you quoted Mm. um, Einstein, I love that because, you know, it's, there's key words in there, you know, in that quote that you shared. Um, One being decide. Mm. You decide which environment you want to be in. It's not that this is, this is where you are. You have that choice. It's not your actual physical surrounding. It's not the things going on. It's making the choice in your own mind of where you want to be when you're setting yourself up and you're in these situations. And I love that you use the example of baseball, which is fantastic. I mean, I played baseball my whole, well, I guess I can't say my whole life anymore because I don't play anymore. Um, But yeah, I played for for you know, all through, um, through college and growing up as a young kid, that was, you know, my family bleeds baseball and, yeah. you know, using that example, walking up to the plate and don't strike out, don't strike out. That's yeah. the exact opposite. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. If it's one of those things, when you tell yourself like what not to do, your energy goes to where your focus is, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so through this, Energy process, you know, and really refocusing on how we can prepare. How can we check where we're at from our energy state in in a place of like, are we in a good place? Or are we in a bit like, is there a practice that you use to really be mm-hmm. like, all right, where am I at on my energy level and my focus level?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question as well, brother. But you, I want I want to bring up something. You you brought something up so important is we have the choice and I didn't know when I was younger that I had the choice. So through this process of personal development, growth, expansion, you understand or speaking about me, I understood that the power is in the mind, the power is in our thoughts. So if we wanna, if we wanna check ourselves with where we're at with our energy, it all starts with awareness. Awareness is always the answer. Now, how do, we, how do we become aware? Well, we are aware. How do we learn about awareness? Well, it, it's like trying to teach someone what an avocado tastes like, and they've never had an avocado. Like, what is this thing awareness, right? A fish doesn't know it's in water until it's been taken out, We are aware by default, by being a human being. But what is this thing of awareness that is really controlling our life? You said where our attention goes, energy flows, right? So how do we start to expand awareness? And for me, it it started with meditating when I was, um, I think it was my first year in pro ball. And I just got in a job with the Diamondbacks and unfortunate for me, my girlfriend broke up with me prior to coming to Arizona. So I was in Miami for grad school and she broke up with me and I, here I am in this pain. It was the worst pain of my entire life. So ironically I stumbled upon meditating and I meditated from this place of man, I have to, I have to feel better. This, this is miserable in here, inside my skin. So I started meditating and I realized it made me feel better. So through, through meditating, I have been able to <laughs> I identify and discover this world of energy. And really our energy is made up of how we think and how we feel. So if we can bring our awareness to our thoughts and to our feelings, I think that is a great place to start. What is our relationship with our thoughts and what is our relationship with feeling?
0: Wow. I love that. Specifically, what is our relationship with our thoughts? That Mm. question alone is super powerful, you know, because one thing that that I noticed in regards to everything that happened with with COVID and the, the dramatic world and the, the change that happened in 2020 is that people were distracted. They had all these things going on in their life and, you know, they had this, they're taking the kids to practice or they're, you know, doing football or they're doing this and they're just going through the motions. And then all of a sudden they are now stuck with their own thoughts. Yeah. And people had to go through some, some people, Had went through some tough struggles during this because of what was happening, being with their their own thoughts and really that conversation that we have. And I think that's so powerful. And I I love meditation. I think it's such a cool practice to be able to get into. For for you, um, what does your meditation practice look like?
1: Brother, I but <laughs> it's it's looked a lot differently of recent, but um, yeah, I think for me, my, my meditation practice right now looks like getting up and sitting either in silence or I use um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I've been doing his work since 2018. He is uh, uh, he's a beautiful soul. He I, I first came across him in 2018 because. Uh, Well, not because my, my, one of my athletes offered me a podcast from him. And during this season, we had seven hamstring injuries in Jackson, Tennessee, double a for the diamondbacks. And if, if you you know, the number seven, seven is not a good number when it comes to injuries, especially when it's the exact same injury. So I was, I was worried for, I was worried for my job. I thought for sure it was, this was going to be my last year in baseball. I'm like, I'm, why would they keep me? Why would they keep this kid in, in Jackson, Tennessee when he can't keep his athletes healthy? Um, so my athlete got me introduced to Dr. Joe Dispenza and his meditations are pretty, pretty in depth. Um, I would recommend starting with a podcast first, but uh, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time meditating. Whenever I feel like my energy is off here or there, I'll I'll go meditate. So it's I spent a lot of time, brother. <laughs>
0: Love it. Yeah. It's like yeah. a default in certain situations and how you want to utilize it. And it's funny that you mention um, you know, uh, what am I saying? The Dr. Dispenso. Um, did I say yeah. that right? Um Dispenza. Dispenza, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So um, and we'll put the info in the in the show notes, but Um, you had mentioned to James, like, Hey, you got to listen to this podcast episode. And then James Mm -hmm. was like, dude, you got to listen to this podcast episode. So our mutual friend, James, he passed it on to me. Um, and I did listen to that episode and I don't recall it, which makes me kind of makes me think, all right, well, you, you clearly weren't present enough, but I remember listening to it and being like, wow, this is super powerful. I just can't remember any, um, specifics from it. Now, I am curious from like you, you mentioned like, you know, you meditate in certain situations. Is it like five minutes, 10 minutes or like, do you have a like, Hey, I wake up, drink coffee and meditate. Or is it just yeah. more of a, Hey, when I feel like I need to meditate and the energy's off, then I, then I bring it.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I hear what you're saying. Um, so I used to, I used to have like a very strict morning routine where I would wake up and I would meditate 45 minutes to an hour and through COVID COVID made me relearn everything. It was like, all right, I left the strength and conditioning world. I'm going to teach people athletes specifically how to meditate, how to do breath work, how to create a morning routine, how to create a competition routine, basically how to design their day. That, that was what I was going to do. And After COVID hit, I realized I I went on my own journey through my with my own energy coach, and I had to learn unlearn everything. So, what's the saying? What got you here won't get you there. So, as I'm going through my own unlearning process, I realized that these strict containers that I was creating in my day were restricting me. So now what it looks like really, I mean, I meditate every, every time I get up and it it looks different. I I follow my intuition as opposed to, all right, what does it need to look like? What am I trying to get out of meditating? Well, the ironic thing is you don't get anything. You actually, it's, it's an, it's a detachment process. So by, by meditating, you actually become freer. So I'll give you, you brought up the example of so many people in distraction over COVID. I was, uh, I was speaking with this girl who, um, she was really struggling because she's, she's used to working in uh, athletic training room, coaching, working with athletes. And she called me up and she was really struggling because here she is not working with athletes, and she's sitting at home alone. So her relationship with her own thoughts was unhealthy at the time. So she called me, and she, she had just went on a date, so like a, a COVID date where she was six feet, feet apart or whatever in the, in the, uh, into the park with some, some guy, and she was judging how the date went. And she was judging it because she felt like she was talking the entire time. So rewind. Here she is on the couch, and she can't be with her own thoughts because it's so noisy. Such a common thing. Right? And rewind again. When she was five years old, she had her relationship with her father is if her father wasn't talking to her and she wasn't talking to him, she felt an absence of love. So when it was silent, she felt an absence of love. So her relationship with this busy mind is in order to feel and experience love, she needs to be talking. So where love and where freedom and where where she wants to feel self-worth and acceptance exists is in stillness and in silence. So when we can settle the mind, settle the body, we actually get access to our signal. And that is where, I don't know, happiness, joy, peace, anything you could ever want resides.
0: That is amazing. And that's such a cool example and story to share Um, and to see the, the underlying root Um, you know, where you're able to, to trace and uncover something that was deep rooted into, Hey, I had a bad date. And it's like, and then it traces back to her as a childhood, having conversations with her father. I mean, that's, that's just such an incredible realization. Um, And I love, I love that you mentioned like meditation is detachment because I don't know if I've ever heard it described that way. And I find that so fascinating um, because it, it does, it is feeling like that because the whole idea is that you're like not thinking about other things. So you're, you're detaching yourself from, Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. I need to be better. I need all of these things that run through our head and being able to take a moment, detach, remove ourselves from that and refocus. And, you know, from, and you, and you talked about joy and, and how he yeah. can bring that joy and happiness, it's from that level of being present. And meditation is a practice of being present because that's where worry, fear, all these horrible things, they, they only come from the future or the past. Yeah, yeah. And so the only way, and so in the present, though, it's only joy, only mm. happiness. Mm. It's such an incredible fascinating aspect of of how we can create that that the the magic that comes behind stillness and silence yeah yeah incredible so some of your um you mentioned your big habits person regardless if you have that strict routine because i do love that you mention. um because i was the same way i was like i gotta have these strict habits <laughs> but then you feel handcuffed to yeah your own habits. And then now your habits become chains instead of the tool that they're meant to be used. Now I'm curious, Mm. what are some other activities and they don't have to be a strict morning routine activities, but things that you do in addition to meditation that are, you know, fundamental for your high, for you to perform at your highest level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Such a good question too. Brother, you're all over this. Your listening <laughs> skills are on point, my man. Come on. Um, yeah, as far as habits, what, where am I at now? So I, uh, I do a lot of barefoot walking. I do a lot of grounding just to, just to feel connected to the earth. So if you think of a lot of us humans, in, including myself, we get caught up in our analyzer, in our mind, so walking barefoot, whether that's on cement or even better, walking in soil, grass, helps you just be rooted. So it gets you back into your body. So I'm big into doing habits that get me back into my entire body. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, if, we, if we put our awareness up between our ears and we're stuck with our awareness here, we have this rest rest of the body that we can we can sense and feel that has information for us. So grounding. I, I drink a lot of water thanks to my energy coach. I do uh, I do breath work, um, meditating. I do I pu- put on music. So music's a great way to change your state and to there's uh, there's now frequent certain frequencies that you can play on YouTube that will bring you into a calmer state just by the sound.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Frequencies. What kind of sounds are we talking about here? Like, is this like a meditation type of sound? Or are we talking like radio <laughs> waves? Cause I've never heard of anything like this. This is super fascinating.
1: Yeah. So this is Dr. Joe Dispenza's world, but, um, yeah, I mean when you when you listen to meditation music, what what happens? How do you feel?
0: Um, pretty calm, you know, it, it yeah. brings you to a good, you know, relaxed state as long as I'm like listening to it, you know, or trying yeah. to yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's uh the the idea is that certain sounds and frequencies speak to your body. So if if in the world of physics, everything that we see is energy and energy vibrates. So every like fear vibrates at a certain frequency. So does love. So does joy. So does peace. So sound actually can, can default your body into a more peaceful state, which is, which is super cool.
0: Yeah. Wow. I never, never heard of that level or thought, but from the, to, to circle back on the whole, uh, grounding aspect, that is something that I feel most people do not appreciate enough Mm. or try to put in and me included, which is why I bring that up in, in, in incorporating that into more, a regular basis. Um, because when I was this past summer, um, I was living at my parents before I moved to San Diego, And I remember being outside and on the grass and it was like a Saturday and it's beautiful. And I just was, it wasn't just my feet. I mean, I got on my hands and knees and I put my hands into the grass. And I remember thinking that I was like high, you know, Like, like it was like almost like a euphoric feel of being completely sober because I felt this connection to the earth by opening yeah. myself up and really grounding myself in that grass. Mm. Do you have a similar experience when you ground yourself?
1: Yeah, brother. It's like it's so cool to listen to you say tell that story because it it just reminds me that we we are connected with nature. We're not we're not separate. So I, when, when we go out in nature, I know my experience when I'm out in the woods or I'm out climbing a mountain, it's, it's freedom. It's like, wow, I can, I can actually breathe out here. So it's, it, it is something that I've worked on now. I got, I was fortunate to, to be training, uh, for that race last year. So I was, I was out on the trails quite often, which i i I fell in love i fell in love with nature and just being out there and it's the the experience of it is is quite connected like you feel a connection to the world to nature and that to me is where i think the world is working its way back to
0: yeah when you think about you know matter and, and and getting from the more scientific standpoint and you know what do they say uh you know is nor created or destroyed or is that atoms? I, I don't know, but you get the point where, yeah. you know, where we are all connected from that standpoint of energy, atoms, molecules, however you're seeing it. And I think the, the level of being able to connect is just simply by having the openness and being willing to connect. Like for me, that was just the, the, the biggest moment I had ever connected to it. But I think there's been smaller moments that I didn't even notice. Like as, as you were talking, I was thinking about other times that I've connected and it was like going to the beach. Like, and I have this thing with the beach is like whenever I go and I sit down, I, I, one, I always have to have a chair. And yeah. the reason being is because I like to shovel my feet like, mm. and dig a hole with my feet in the sand. And now I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is me connecting and me just like feeling the sand in my toes. And, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, I feel the sand in my hands and just like going through it. It's just such a, there's a euphoric feeling when you just are really connecting to Mm -hmm. the earth. And I think if we can create as this, a regular routine It's just going to have greater, greater impact. And, you know, one thing you had mentioned is, is, you know, hiking and things of that sort. But the first thing that came up for me was, I think it's important that when we are connecting that you're taking your shoes off when you go on that hike. Mm. I went with, I went with one of my friends and we went on a hike and, uh, we stumbled upon this kind of lake area water. And he just said, I have to put my feet in. And, and I was like, okay, well I can do that. Next thing you know, we're basically just, we went all in and full body cold, um, plunge. It wasn't super cold, but it was like, yeah, (laughs) we went, we went all in and we can probably, that's probably a great transition into the, the cold water and the cold water plunge. So before we, uh, before we jumped on recording, uh, Michael and I were talking about how, you know, that the cold water plunge and how that can be, uh, beneficial for your body. Now you mentioned but we didn't get into it too much like the the chemical the the ability for that to be beneficial. What are the benefits of a cold plunge in, in that regard?
1: Yeah well let's <laughs> let's start with the mind because I like starting with the mind. <laughs> love it love it. Um, so as far as the cold tub goes or even a cold shower, cold environments, the, the first thing that happens when we, let's say we're in the shower and we're, we're turning that knob down. The first thing that happens is we have a voice that tells us, oh, hell no, <laughs> you're, not, you're not turning that thing down. So I actually got this from uh, Aubrey Marcus's book. He calls it mental override. So that voice that tells us not to do something, the first benefit is overriding that voice. The second benefit we get from that is I, th- I, I like to think of it as a tool to start training the mind. It's, it's like meditating, but using, using bumpers. So if we're, if we're bowling, it's like bowling with bumpers because the cold forces you to narrow the mind, to create an intention. Because if you're thinking about how cold it is, you're just going to turn it off. So it forces you to slow the breath. And as you slow the breath, you notice that your mind gets calmer as well. And now I like you. I like using things as a way to relate. So what is our relationship with the cold? Because our nervous system is going to tell us that, this is going to kill us, quite literally, right? It's, it's a bit dramatic, but it's the truth. That is the response of the nervous system. And if you know that you're not going to die and you, you can be with the discomfort, now you have context to bring into somewhere else. Maybe Maybe you have a big talk. Maybe you have a big performance. Whatever the case may be, that anxiety or fear that is present now we have a tool we've already started to train ourselves to override that voice that tells us we're gonna fail we're gonna fall on our face whatever it's telling us so it's a great tool to bring us back into the present as well and to just be in your body so and then there's a whole bunch of benefits as far as metabolism as well but
0: Interesting, yeah. The metabolism, and I've seen like you know, there's the cold plunge, but then there's also the, um, what is it like, um, nitrogen or or what am I thinking of? Where it's mm-hmm. it's not cold water, but it's you get into to tank. Oh yeah, 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 cryo. Cryo, yeah, 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 yeah. Have I've you never, ever done, never that? done
1: cryo? Uh huh.
0: Yeah, I wonder how. I wonder what that's what that experience is like. No. Wait, so how, how does it affect yeah, your metabolism?
1: All right. So I learned this from, I believe it was Ben Greenfield. I don't, he's a healthcare professional. Um, so as we're babies, we have what's called brown fat to, pref- to protect our vital organs, like our heart, like our lungs, like our digestive system. So we have this brown fat that helps us create heat because we don't have enough muscles to to keep our nerve or to keep our body alive so as babies we we have this brown fat but as we start aging this brown fat it we don't we don't have a use for it because now in the western world the world that we live in most people aren't forcefully putting themselves in the cold right because what, what happens, we, we bundle up in the wintertime in Chicago, right? Or we bundle up wherever we are in the wintertime. We go in our cars and we turn on the heat. We have the heater for our house. We never really expose ourselves to the cold. So what frequent cold exposure does is it, it actually increases the brown fat. And the cool thing with brown fat is it, it utilizes other fat cells, so white adipose tissue, to burn to use as fuel. So now if you're someone that is wanting to lose weight, a cold tub, though it's maybe a little bit this uncomfortable, is a great tool to help not only create a more robust metabolism, but also burn fat as well. So if, I know Wim, Wim Hof is the guy to look into um, for this.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. So first off, I'm like super fascinated. I don't know the video is recording Michael. Well, my mouth has like dropped (laughs) in awe, um, because that's just incredible to hear. I had no idea. I thought it was all mental focus. I had no idea that there was this level of utilizing it from the, um, you know, I never even heard of brown fat either. I mean, that's, but to be able to speed up the metabolism through cold bunch. Cause you, you hear all these things. I mean, people are always trying to, the new diet or trying to, to lose weight. You, you don't hear many people being like, Oh, just take cold showers. That'll help you lose weight. You know, like (laughs) I think that's super fascinating. And I love that you brought off, um, brought up Wim Hof because I've done Mm -hmm. some of his breath work guided from somebody else. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I do, I, I I would like to get into that more. And you did mention breath work earlier, um, on the episode. And so I'm gonna, what's the difference for you when you're doing the breath work versus meditation? Cause obviously meditation has some breath work, but I know Wim Hof Mm -hmm. has some like very interesting breath work techniques that are not your average meditation.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, there's a lot of science involved with breath work, and it's very uh, it's very individualized. So Wim Hof is doing breath and teaching you how to um, – I don't, I don't want to butcher the science over here, but uh, we, we are not really good at getting CO2 – into, or excuse me, extracting oxygen into our muscles because we don't, we're not good at holding on to CO2 in our, in our body. So what, what Wim Hof breathing allows us to do is it allows us to not only extract more oxygen into our, our cells, but it also calms down our nervous system because what most individuals do is when they breathe, they they overbreathe. They overbreathe because they they feel they haven't trained their CO2 to be able to hold on to CO2. Does that make sense? So I, yeah. I don't I don't want to go in any more detail there, but fair enough. As, as far as Wim Hof, that's that would be like a really good place to start to start training your nervous system to be in a calmer, more peaceful state in more intense environments.
0: Love it. Um I'm going to shift gears a little bit yeah. and I kind of want to focus on one of the things that you mentioned earlier on in the episode too. Um, you were talking about your fear and you're um, scared of your, your coach. Now yeah. um, is that, um, how are you able to overcome that? And, and also is that something that is often an underlying truth in the work that you do with, with what yourself and your clients?
1: Yeah yeah who fear (laughs) what is my relationship with fear my old relationship with fear was to contract into be in a state of paralysis so what what fear does is it either either we want to fight flight or freeze my reaction was to freeze so how did i overcome this well ironically i i got involved with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the first thing that they speak about is this evaluation process. So during spring training, we're we're all together, 30 of us staff members, strength coaches, athletic trainers, PTs, big league, minor league. We all do this evaluation process. So anonymously, we write strengths, weaknesses, and comments on all 30 staff members and then one one day during the middle of the season they send you in your inbox your your feedback and my first year in 2016 i remember reading these and as i was reading them of course i only felt the weaknesses like strengths whatever the ego's like whatever to the strengths but to the weaknesses it it felt like my teammates knew what was going on inside of me. And it looked like this guy looks uncomfortable in his skin. This guy comes in hot. This guy's so intense. He struggles communicating with people, etc. So that really took me on a journey. And the journey was inward to really figuring out what is my relationship with fear? And what is fear? And from there, I've been able to now really get into the work that I do now. So fear, fear comes online when we identify with being something. So if, if for me, I uncovered in my childhood uh, an experience where I am not accepted, and here I am now meeting people, meeting my teammates, meeting new players, saying hi to all these people, my first reaction when i'm communicating is i'm not accepted so i have to i have to communicate in a way where this person accepts me so through awareness i realize wait a second i'm not accepted is made up in my own mind in my own history it's not even true like in order for something to be true it always has to be true So I am not accepted is in the language. It's in wording and wording programs us. So now here I am looking through the lens, the belief that I am not accepted. So it's one thing to identify the limiting belief, right? You hear a lot of people talk about breaking free from your limiting beliefs. Tony Robbins. Um, I don't know if you've heard of landmark, um,
0: I have heard a landmark, haven't done the training, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea is like you you can see your limiting beliefs. You can see how your perspective shapes your reality. But underlying, there's an energy. And until you clear the energy, until you feel, excuse me, me, until I felt the energy of the consequence, the cost, of living in a world where I'm not accepted – until I fully felt it was going to keep running its pattern. So it's one thing to identify the limiting belief. It's another completely to feel the emotions fully, without judgment, without the mind getting in the way. And now you're able to expand your identity. And from all the personal growth books I've ever read, the, the game is the most important thing that I've read is how do you expand your identity? How do you expand your self-image of yourself? And the quickest way that I found to do it is to feel without any judgment. And that is that looks like sitting in (laughs) sitting in some dark, some dark emotions, some anger, some frustration, some embarrassment, some guilt, some shame. And that is the work I do now. Because I I it's it's the stuff that we're not willing to look at, well, let me rephrase that. Some of us are willing to look in it, but also so some of us, we can't even see that this is the underlying energy that's at play here. All we, all we notice is I'm nervous. I have anxiety. I need to, I need to go mask over this. Right? So if, if we can see our masks as, I really, you have a choice. You can fight for your limitations, your limiting beliefs, or you can use that energy that's going to those limiting beliefs and fight for your freedom in your future.
0: Love it. So powerful. Um, I love that because, you know, you're talking about diving in and tackling these things that we all want to ignore. You know, it's it's like this this dark and light side but you cannot have light without the dark. You can't just be all light. We need to make sure that we are able to tackle this darkness because if we don't spend time in it, embrace it, then it's going to start to build. And I love that. I love that spending that time in, in those things. And I have to say by the diamondbacks, I mean, that is an incredible exercise. Like Mm. as an employer, Like that is something that I would love to do with my future employees. Like if I had a bunch of employees, like to me, that's, I mean, that's an incredible exercise, completely, Mm. um, you know, anonymous and getting that feedback because I think, you know, at the underlying root of that is really the feedback and how important it is for us, the feedback. But I think, you know, I'm interested to hear again, how well, you know, you talked you touched on it a little bit, but, and I, I'm curious how much you've worked through in, in receiving feedback and how yeah. you've been able to work through that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, that process it's, it, it was really everything in that moment. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you pointed it out because so many of us, we, when we ask for feedback, we really, we really want to hear what we want to hear. So this really forces you to look at what other people think of you. And the biggest challenge and growth spot for me was to be able to see these um, evaluations from a place of non-judgment and to really looking through the eyes that my teammates are just here to try and help me. So, going back to detachment, it it really is an exercise in detaching. This person isn't saying this. Well, they might be to judge, but that's another conversation. But if you can just be with whatever someone else says about you, that is their perspective. That's what they got going on over there. Does it serve you? That's the question. So for me, I think, Now I'm open to whatever feedback anyone has. However, I'm not going to listen to someone just, just because it's someone like I have to, I have to trust that they're in integrity with their word. And if then, if then I trust them and they, they offer something to me, that's why I work with a coach because I can't see what I can't see. I will, I, when I trust and I know that someone has already done the work themselves, let's go, let's fly. I don't, Love I don't want to sit in this crap is as crappy as it, 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 it is crappy, but the transformation process is, it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful experience and yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And that's what the goal is. I mean, that's the goal of this and this show is transformation, you know, being able yeah. to reflect on ourselves and grow. And if we're not willing to get deep and dirty in the mud, then mm. we're not gonna be able to grow. You know, that's just yeah. it's it's so critical, you know. So this has been so awesome. And to, you know, recap some of the things that we um, you know, talked about is the first thing, you know, is, is the, the choice. We always have choices in our lives and we can choose to feel like we're in a hostile environment or we're in a calm environment. And that was misquoted, but you can go back right. and listen to that yeah. quote from, uh, <laughs> I love it though. But um, I think that's so amazing. Again, and having that choice because the choice is within our, within our mind, you know, and the power is in our thoughts and really being able to build and create that awareness and understanding that it's a practice, you know, I love the example you used about like a fish doesn't realize it's in water until you take them out of water. And until we're able to actually work on our awareness, are we actually able to be more aware um, Mm. and be conscious about this effort, noticing things, noticing about ourselves, how we're responding in certain situations, how we're handling things, how we, you know, talk to co-work how we do everything how we talk to our people starting to to reflect because only through that reflection are we able to continue to grow and again starts with that awareness you know we talked about meditation and the the impact and the power that that med- meditation can do for you i love you share this quote what got you here won't get you there I love that. Um, and it's so important for, for everyone, but especially business owners in realizing that, you know, and and we talk a lot about habits on this show and from a habit standpoint, it's, you know, you may have had habits that got you when you were in the hustle and grind of starting your business. But once you have a business, then things are going to change. You're going to have new habits. What you did before is not going to get you to where you want to go. I mean, just having that reminder. Um, you know, you talked about stillness and silence and that ties into the meditation and the importance of how we can utilize that and grounding ourselves with, with walking in in the nature and taking the time. And I'm absolutely going to do that. I am leaving this, this call today and I'm going to the beach to to ground myself in some sand, take advantage of that, that grounding and really connect, um, you know, and making that time on a regular basis to, to connect with the world and be open to connecting, um, because we are all connected. Um, we talked about the cold tubs, the cold, the cold showers and like what that can do. I mean, that, that blew my mind that there is, (laughs) I knew the mental thing, but to talk about the, the actual physical aspect of. You know, Mm. burning calories is super fascinating. I actually have to jump in the cold ocean um, today (laughs) as well to to get that cold water, get it, get it moving, and burn some calories. And then we tackled fear, man. And I appreciate you being so open and and willing to share that and your experience with the Diamondbacks and how you were confronted with all of these things that people thought about you, strengths and weaknesses. And I totally agree that you know we, when you mention we love. When we ask for feedback, we really just want people to tell us how great we are. Yeah. Um, and so it's, <laughs> it's such a funny concept and, and it's so true. And I think we have to, when we set the intention of being like, hey, I want you to be completely open and honest with me. Don't tell me what I want to hear, you know, really, and, and be ready and be open to receive um, that yeah. feedback is so important so we can get deep in the mud that and, and uncover these things, these obstacles and challenges that we have in our life so that we can continue to grow.
1: Wow. Brother, that was a recap right there. <laughs> That's a mic drop right there.
0: Oh man. I, I, the, the, the recap is a new thing. I hope the listeners are enjoying it. Let me know, because I think it's cool to kind of recycle through that. And I mean, men. But that's all you, man. Like, look at all this amazing content um, and incredible things for, for us to reflect on, for me to reflect on. You know, my favorite thing is when I have guests that really allow me to reflect on my own journey, because I know if I can take it and reflect on my own self and learn to implement it and implement it into my life, that is going to be beneficial for all the listeners. So, Michael, thank you so much for being here
1: brother thank you so much for having me here your your listening skills are impeccable that was uh that was incredible it's it's been an honor to be on your show
0: love it love it real quick all right um Mm -hmm. one quick thing is do you have a book um that you absolutely love and recommend more than any other book like it's your go-to book wow
1: this, this answer has changed quite a few times, quite a few times, but I have to go back to the book and the person that changed my life more than anything else. And that was uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself.
0: Love it. Perfect. That'll be next on my list. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I think I've heard that book before, actually, now that now hearing the title, and I don't know if it was from you mentioning it. That's possible from when we when we hung out. Um mm. but that just sounds can give, right can up I
1: give you one end. other book as well. Absolutely. This, it's one so one other hard book for somebody just,
0: to give one. It's the funniest thing.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, Oh, wait a second. This is the book I give the most people. It's it's the untethered soul. So this is the, the book I offer to most people. Soul. Michael, Michael A. Singer.
0: Michael a singer. Love it. I love yeah. it. Awesome. And then the last thing is what's the best place for somebody to, uh, check you out, get in touch with you, follow you.
1: Yeah. Um, so I have my website, Michael Lacosto, L O C A S T O.com. And then Instagram, I'm pretty active on there. Michael is my handle. And then, one of my buddies told me to get on TikTok. So maybe you'll see me bouncing around on TikTok one of these days. But uh, hey, then
0: Clubhouse is where you got to get out. Oh, that's I don't know what I hear. On. I hear
1: Clubhouse yeah. is where to go as well. Dude, um, TikTok. No. Yeah. Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah love and, it. And lastly, I have a podcast as well. It's called Top of Your Game Podcast. I love and that it. is specific, specifically for athletes, high performers that want to rise to the top of their game so love it yeah
0: fantastic Michael thank you so much for your time this was amazing
1: amazing thank you Nick
0: and thank you listeners as always remember let's keep growing together wait wait one more thing I would first like to say thank you thank you for listening and if you enjoyed this message please take a moment to write a review by writing a review it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it, and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J Bonnie N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you, take care, and I'll talk to you soon.